0: Well, if Mac Jones doesn't get the Offensive Rookie of the Year for his performance against the Bills, then I don't know what will. Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan. But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. The Lions are number one this week. Grassi, and today, we are going to be breaking down the top 10 power rankings, heading into week 14 of the NFL. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout-out and thank you to some brand new YouTube members. First, we got Ian Mason. We have Steven Vargas, and we have Stern12. A big shout-out, and thank you. To you all, so here we are again, folks. Another week of the NFL in the books. This week, week 14, being the final of the bye weeks, and of course, the Patriots had the final bye week just so they could be well rested for their playoff run. And yet, chaos reigns supreme in the NFL once again. Teams that we thought were really good, looking at you, Ravens and Bengals, flopped this week. On top of that, the Patriots are number one in the AFC again, and it's just like 2001 all over again. You know, crazy times. And so here we are trying to pick up the pieces and say, hey, these are the top 10 teams in the NFL. But to be honest, nobody knows. So starting off with number 10, I originally was going to put the Washington football team. However, I'm going to give one last shot to the L.A. Chargers. Taken down the Kitty Goes Meow Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals were ranked pretty high up on this list last week. And that's why the Chargers are here and not the Washington football team. Just because I thought the quality of the competition was a little bit better. The Chargers, listen, they try to choke their own game away. Right? They got a massive lead. And by the third quarter, that lead wasn't there anymore. It was a sloppy football game that consisted of seven turnovers, Four by the Bengals. Joe Burrow got the crap sacked out of them numerous times. And the Chargers defense actually showed up. They had the second and third quarter had me a little bit worried. But at the end, they locked it down and they got it done. Justin Herbert had himself a pretty damn good game. Three touchdowns, one interception. And the passing game was on full display. Keenan Allen before, of course, now being on the COVID list. He was rocking and rolling early on. Mike Williams was doing well. And this is like, you saw the glimpses of how good the Chargers could be early on in this game. They're scoring with ease, putting up a ton of points, the offense looks unstoppable, and then they come to a screeching halt, then the defense picks it up. And if only they could just put this together, the LA Chargers would be a very good football team. So I'm keeping them in the top 10 because they did beat the Kitty Goes Meow Cincinnati Bengals but I don't think we've gotten any closer to establishing if the Chargers are actually good this year. So you stay on this list for another week, but next week, who the hell knows? Number nine, I'm keeping you on the list, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Ravens are uh, eight and four with a loss to the Steelers. And, you know, I feel like the Ravens are on here just out of respect at this point because they are so injured And the injuries just don't stop coming. Humphrey out for the year now. That secondary is just, is in rough shape. It's in rough shape. And the offense, which is predicated on all on Lamar Jackson, if he doesn't perform well, the Ravens don't perform well. And unfortunately, for quite some time now, even if the Ravens are winning football games, the offense has not been performing well. And you saw it again here. Lamar Jackson getting sacked, Seven times by the Steelers. You look at the offensive line. You look at just how decimated they are on that front. And when your entire offense centers around Lamar Jackson, this is going to happen. Now, I will say, the one bright spot is the AFC North is a dumpster fire and no one knows if anyone's any good. The Steelers, they got their ass kicked by the Bengals the week prior. The Ravens, they still can win the division pretty easily. However, and this is the case with all the AFC North teams, their schedules are pretty rough, and there's a lot of intermingling. They're going to be playing each other. And so the Ravens still have a shot, and I still kind of like them to win the division. But I don't know if anyone's confident in any of those teams. And when eventually one of them actually does make the playoffs, I mean, are they just going to get bounced out of the wild card? The Ravens are limping along here in this very long season, and... For right now, it just seems like the wheels have kind of come off the wagon. Number eight, you got a little bounce back game in the L.A. Rams slapping the crap out of the Jacksonville Jaguars, ending their losing streak. Matthew Stafford three touchdowns, but the show, besides Cooper Cup, you know, being god and eight for one twenty nine, the show was stolen by one Sony Michelle. Oh look what happens when you run the football. Yeah, Sony Michelle twenty 24- four. Carries 121 yards and a touchdown. And it's all nice. It's against the Jaguars, so no one's really, you know, writing home about it. But next week, you got a divisional game against the Cardinals. And that's the game that's going to essentially be the make or break it for your season. I still think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. But if they want to actually be taken seriously in this league, they need to beat the Arizona Cardinals. They got embarrassed the first time that they played. They lost to the 49ers a couple weeks ago. They need this within the division, and it might not even just be for seeding at this point. It might just be saying, hey, like we're a team that's capable of putting it all together for four quarters and beating a good football team, and the Cardinals are just that. So the Rams have a massive test on Monday Night Football next week, and I will be watching that game very closely. Number seven, you got the Tennessee Titans. They're a two-game losing streak, but they had a bye this week. And good God, do they need to talk about injuries, man. The Titans are another team that are just decimated with injuries. And technically, they're still number two in the AFC. But just like I said about the Ravens, and I ranked them low last week, that doesn't really mean diddly squat. So right now, the Titans, they have a doable schedule. But I'm honestly sitting here going, yeah, they're playing the Texans again. But they lost to the Texans. So I don't even know if they could beat any of the teams that are remaining on their schedule. Lots of injuries, lots that they're dealing with, but... The Titans, yeah, they need some wins. Number six, you got the Dallas Cowboys. Well, it helped that Taysom Hill threw four interceptions because for a good chunk of that game, it was close. And the Saints were really, really bad. I mean, really bad. For the Cowboys offense, Dak, 26 for 40, 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Pollard, seven carries, 71 yards and a touchdown. One was on a long of a 58-yard touchdown. But giving the ball to Pollard seven times is just inexcusable at this point. The defense made that game look a lot less close at the end because Taysom Hill just couldn't stop throwing interceptions. But there's things to be worried about. The the positive is C.D. Lamb looks amazing. He was making some awesome contested catches all night. And the other concern that you have to have is Washington is on a win streak. They have to play Washington twice. On top of that, Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania was running wild this past week. And so the Cowboys, which they're supposed to have an easy schedule, maybe it's not so easy because they got some divisional games coming up and they are going to be crucial. So the Cowboys, they come away with a win, but... I don't know if you're that confident after this. Number five, you got the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a win and continuing their win streak against the Denver Broncos. Um, The offense struggled. The Broncos' defense held them, but this has kind of been the weird Kansas City Chiefs this year. Their defense has kind of been a standout. Meanwhile, their offense is struggling to put it together. And this was another night. Patrick Mahomes didn't really have a great night, but the defense with two interceptions kind of bailed him out and bad play calling and bad play from Teddy Bridgewater allowed the Chiefs to get it done. I still think Arrowhead's one of the toughest games to play if you're an opposing team, and I still think, obviously, the Chiefs are going to go to the playoffs. This was helpful in them kind of just creating a little bit of separation in the AFC West. But the Chiefs, man, I think it just goes along with the tradition and... (laughs) Uh, I guess pattern that's been the NFL this year is that who knows if any of these teams are good because I just listed a number of teams in the top 10 and I think every single one of them are beatable. Number four, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I know that the end score showed that it wasn't really close, but this was a close game for three quarters. At half, It was a 2017 lead, and if it wasn't for the Falcons' complete ineptitude, they actually could have won this game a couple of times. Brady, four touchdowns, threw it 51 times, had himself a pick six. Godwin having himself a day 15 for 143 yards. Mike Evans, a yard shy of 100 yards. Gronk, two touchdowns on four catches and 58 yards total. And the Buccaneers, they, they flex how good they can be on offense. And I know Antonio Brown is still out. Gronk really helps out that team and the defense for the most part can be really good. However, not against a good team. And the Buccaneers have been weird this year, right? They lose to the Washington football team. Like they they can compete against good teams, but then also like bad teams are in it with them pretty regularly. The Buccaneers have a game against the Bills next week. I think that's going to be a very interesting showdown. And the Bills, good God, they need that win. But then after that, they have the Saints, the Panthers twice, and then the Jets. Very easy schedule coming up. And if they're able to take care of the Bills and the Saints, they should be able to march into the playoffs still competing for that number one seed, which I don't think anybody wants. But the Buccaneers, they keep on winning and just get that much closer to the playoffs. Number three, you got that Green Bay mother-loving Packers staying at number three. Had a bye week. And boy, oh boy, do they need it. And they are in great position right now because the Vikings lost to the Lions. <clears throat> if the Vikings lose to the Steelers on Thursday night football, the Packers have an opportunity to clinch the division with a win on Sunday night football against the Chicago Bears. The Bears, who are struggling. Andy Dalton just threw four interceptions. They might have to play Nick Foles because Justin Fields is still hurt. And it's at Lambeau. I like their chances. But the bigger thing is, Matt LaFleur coming out saying that it was a possibility for guys like Z, Jair Alexander, and David Bakhtiari to return this week. I think it's a stretch. I think I'll just be happy if they're able to return it all this season. And listen, the Packers, if they get healthy at the right time, they could be looking good. They are still in contention for that number one seed in the NFC. However... They gotta hope the Cardinals lose at least one more game. Number two, you got the New England Patriots. Oh, what the hell is that game? I'm recording this at one o'clock in the morning and I still don't know what I watch. Mac Jones, two for three, 19 yards. Mm-hmm. The entire first half, he threw one pass. One pass. And uh, if you couldn't tell, they still won the game. And two, they, all they did was run the ball. 46 rushing attempts, 222 yards against the Bills, and the Bills had absolutely no answer for it. Their defense was suffocating. Plus, the Bills' offense was confusing at times. They were just like, we're going to run the ball, even though we can't run the ball. Oh, Josh Allen can run the ball? Let's not really do that again. Yeah, the Bills did not look good. But, listen, I know this is not going to convert any Mac Jones haters, but the guy literally just had to throw the ball three times, and his team was still successful. Belichick came in with a game plan, and it was run first, which they have been doing, and play smash-mouth defense, which they did. And that has been their bread and butter. And right now, they have the longest win streak in the NFL. And on top of that, they're the number one seed in the entire AFC. The Patriots, yeah, they're back. And while Mac Jones is not lighting it up or anything like that, they proved that they can still beat playoff-contending teams with just three throws. And finally, remaining in the top spot, you got the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray returning, had two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Only had to throw the ball 15 times, which is five times more than Mac Jones threw the ball. But it was looking pretty good. On top of that, James Conner had himself a real nice day. DeAndre Hopkins coming back. And listen, it's 21-7 after the first half. There was times you thought maybe the Bears could come back, but they didn't. And a lot of that's going to come down to the fact that Andy Dalton threw four interceptions. So the defense got three sacks, got four picks, and they beat up on the Chicago Bears, who are very injured right now. 10-2, and they hold the highest record in the entire NFL. They have a big divisional game against the Rams next week, which will go a long way to clinching that division. And their destiny is in their hands. They win out, they get that number one seed. So please lose. But let me know what you think down in the comments below. How do you feel about these rankings this week? Do you think Washington should be in there? Do you think the bill should still be hanging around? Let me know. You can also find me at com or at TomGrossleyComedy.com. It also should be see down below. Check out PatCast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and, of course, YouTube. And a big shout-out thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossleyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grassley. And as always, Go Pat, Go!